Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast brought to you by With Purpose. This week, we have Michelle Davis and myself, Taylor, continuing our series on creating a resilient workforce. Before we dive in, Michelle, how are you doing this week? Um, and actually, do you mind sharing a little bit with listeners about what you uh, what you're up to last week? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm doing great, Taylor. Thanks for asking. Uh, you know, last week I got to go to a women's conference. It's called Bloom. And it's a very it's a really wonderful conference, but it also has a, a business component. So they actually asked me to present for that, which was exciting for me. I got to present one of our um time management tools that we use and walk the ladies through that. We um Put each put a sample in everybody's the gift bags that they received, so they had had it, and they were able to work with us. It's uh, the END scheduling system that that we that we use, so that was really fun. That was out in Washington. I got to go speak uh-huh. out in Washington, so it was a good time. I enjoyed that, and then I spoke with. Then they have a, a business um, section of it where people come who want to start businesses or start their own women. It's all women uh, that want to start a new business or are already in a business and they can come and talk to, talk to the different vendors there too. So it was a really, it was a really nice event and I was happy to be there. Got to see my sister there too. So that was fun. It's always nice. It's always nice to see how when work intersects with personal. I know, right? <laughs> so, well, great. So yeah, so this week we're going to continue our conversation on resiliency by talking about employee well-being. Uh, but before we do, uh, let's do a quick rewind. Rewind. Okay. So two weeks ago, Michelle and myself discussed the importance of being rooted in your mission and vision. We talked about how doing so not only gives you purpose, but also to your team as well. Uh, it dictates the type of service you provide, and then also gives your team clarity and certainty on kind of what to expect. Then jump forward to last week, Chris and I discussed active problem solving. Specifically, we discussed how to prepare yourself for decision making how to weigh your options, and then how to evaluate the decision that was made. So now now that we're here back in the present, uh, Michelle, do you mind um, yeah, kind of talking a little bit more uh, on employee well-being? Absolutely. You know, when I gave that talk last week uh, around creating a specific type of schedule, the END schedule really manages time well so that whether you're doing it for personal reasons or you're doing it for work your work day, that you are managing time in a way that you still have your breaks, you still take your lunch, you still uh, do the things that keep you, um, your energy up, keep you motivated, uh, so that when you are on task, when you are working with, um, you know, different projects or on, or different assignments that you are trying to complete, that you're not just spending your whole day doing that and then burning out at the end of the day, that you are still being mindful of, you know, the little breaks in the day that keep our, our mood up. And so when we think about that, you know, it's creating that in yourself, 
But also if you have a business, if you're a startup or you are a business owner or you're an executive and you're a leader of a, of a team, it's super important to make sure that the culture that you create allows for that, allows for your people to take those breaks. They'll be so much more um, efficient. They'll, they'll actually be more productive. They'll stay motivated. They're happier. They're not fried at the end of the day. Uh, they're healthier. You know, all the things trickle in. So I feel like time management is such a key component, but mostly so that the, the taking those breaks and um, allowing for that culture within the work workplace so that people feel like it's okay to that. They don't just work straight through their lunch and then wonder why at the end of the day, they're just flat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I know we've talked about certain of these elements that we're going to discuss on previous podcasts, but I think it's good, yeah, to view it under the, the current lens that we are uh, with resiliency. Um, and so it's not just taking care of your employee, but it's also making sure that they are comfortable within their job uh, and that they can push through. So I loved how you talked about, you know, the burnout, whether that's daily burnout and you come back re-energized, the end of the day you're wiped, um, or or if that's a long-term burnout. Um, so I definitely think yeah, investing in that uh, is important. And I think one way you can do that, as simple and easy as it may sound, is just having a clean and safe work environment. Mm. Uh, making sure um, that things are organized, uh, that things are clean. Um, and so in some work atmospheres that may be more focused on safety, uh, but in some atmospheres that may just be on cleanliness, uh, that may just making sure you have state-of-the-art equipment. Um, and so you can trust that your equipment's going to work. Um, because as simple as it is, uh, if you have a, say you have a coffee pot, um, and it may be an older one, uh, and people don't want to use it as much, if you have a nicer coffee pot, um, people may want to go over there more. And the immediate thought would be, oh, well, that's pulling them from work. Well, it's also giving us something to look forward to. And that's also creating more opportunities for them to change things up uh, and to be able to run into coworkers and have conversations. Um, so having a clean and safe work environment, I think sounds very simple, but I think it bleeds into a lot of other areas. I totally agree, especially if you're going to talk about coffee. <laughs> especially when you're talking about my coffee <laughs> actually I actually my creamer because I like a lot of I just like a little coffee with my cream <laughs> that's beside the point no it does I really I really agree with that you know you're, the environment that you create the space around you is really important it really uh, affects the way you think and how you feel yeah. and um you know I, th I think we've talked about this before that human beings on the on the basic level just want to feel like they matter and that they're connected. And something as simple as having a coffee pot that works well yeah. says that, that they matter. It mm -hmm. matters to me that you can have your coffee if that's what you want. It ma matters to me that I don't that I replace something that's not working well and it causes stress or it's it's you know a broken down thing. It matters, you know, I'm just telling you that you matter to me so I make sure that that piece of equipment works right. And also, I agree with you. It allows for a little quick connection with other people. You get, you walk over, you get yourself some coffee. Someone else is getting caught. Now you have a quick connection. So, and then I've always said this too. When I've talked about that E and D schedule, I will say, um, you know, take your breaks. Even if you're at work and you can't take a, you know, can't leave for a long period of time. I mean, literally getting up and going and getting a cup of coffee. You walk by other people. Now you're, now you're moving. You've got some movement. You get your coffee. You come back. You say hello. I mean, it's it does create all things. So it's funny that you mentioned the coffee pot, but I agree with that on everything. I think equipment should work well. If 
your employees let you know that something's not right, you know, something's broken or something, there's a, an issue with anything. I think the timely attention to things, to the work environment really lets them know that they matter and it's better, it's better for the, the morale in general. So super important. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I like how, again, you're talking about how showing how your employees feel valued and how you can show them they feel valued. Uh, and I think an easy way is by focusing on the work-life balance. And I know we've done previous podcasts on that, um, but this isn't just a, a workload thing. This this can be, hey, I'm going to be mindful when I send this email. Um, I can send, in, if I have a team where I know my team is going to back away from work when they're not at work, feel free to send that email 10, 15 at night, you know, or send it on a Saturday night if you, if you want to. But if you have a team who you know is going to jump at it and are going to, to tackle it, then maybe think twice. Maybe think, okay, I'll wait to send this email until Monday morning. Uh, just because that way you, yeah, you're, you're not having to make many changes with the workplace. You know, you're not rescheduling hours, not not doing anything. It's just being mindful uh, of how to best take care of your employees. Because really, the workplace is shifting to focus from focusing on the employee to the person's overall well well being. Um, and so, it's just taking consideration their presence outside of what you see them in in their suit and tie or in. Uh, or however they're dressed at work and seeing them as an individual uh, who goes home to a family. Yeah, you know, I 100% agree because even Chris has said that he will not send us the email on the weekend because he knows we'll we'll look at it and we'll work on it. And he does not want us working on the weekend. He does not want us working at night. He wants us to be home with our families. He wants us to have that downtime because he knows that well, first of all, that's what he preaches to you know businesses that he works with. But he knows how important our that family time is to our um, you know our mindset and our ability. You know, we'll we show up better on a Monday morning because we've had the break, we've had the connection with our family, and so I think more um, employers, more leaders need to be aware of that. That yeah, you could have them working all weekend. You could have a team that just works and everything is in, right? And you're just crazy busy hours and you're trying to launch this thing, but the quality of work will not be the same and will not be as effective. And your staff will be fried if you don't give them those breaks, if you don't allow them to have those moments. Yeah, it's interesting. So I think um, yeah, there's definitely been a change in the workforce. I feel like the younger, younger generation, uh, myself included, I, I don't mind acknowledging that, uh, it's kind of approaching work differently than I think what we're used to. We're used to kind of seeing, okay, you go and you grind out you, and you do your hard work. Um, but I think now we're seeing a change to where instead of giving 110, 120%, employees are maybe given 80%. Um, and so as an employer, that's got to be a big shift because that changes just how you operate in your culture. But I think from an employee standpoint, um, the thought is, is, okay, I have more energy to go to when I'm home, which then when you look at it that way for an employer, that then is that then is a great benefit because this employee may not be cranking out the hours that this older generation previously provided, but I guarantee you they're going to be happier and have longer durability because they won't be as burnt out. I mean, they'll have more to give. They'll be they'll be closer to full uh, than operating at 50 or 40%. And I bet the quality of their work, their productiveness is way better. Like if they were to evaluate a team that works constantly and never takes those breaks and just goes on and on and on, I bet if they valued that, they evaluated that compared to another team that took their breaks, that took their lunch break, took a 15 minute break in between, got home at a decent time, had time off with their mind, that their mind was off of that. 
off of those tasks, off of the project, and then got back into the next day, guaranteed had good rest the night before, all the things, guaranteed that they are a more productive team, a better structured team, more um, motivated team than the, the previous team, that they're going to be there for the long haul. They're going to be a team that uh, that sticks around. You're going to have stronger retention, uh, better relationships within the team. I, I bet you that if they, I'm sure there are studies that look at the two ways and because it just doesn't, it's not rocket science. You could just literally think through and know which team's going to be the stronger team. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think with, with talking about work-life balance, it's hard to then ignore working from home. Uh, and I think for some, that can look different. We say work from home and I, we immediately think of employees who are at home all the time. But this could simply just be the opportunity to do maybe doing hybrid or even the opportunity to say, hey, uh, I'm not feeling the best today, uh, but I still am going to work. So I'll, I'll work from home or having scheduled every Friday or every other Friday, uh, things like that having off. Uh, and really, it's I, don't, I understand that that creates other challenges because there's difficulties with connectedness in the workforce, which we're going to address with our next couple of topics um, in this conversation. Uh, but I think really what that does is, is that then provides more time for the employee to be better as a whole. That's less time stressed out in a long commute. Uh, that's less time. That's more time they can sleep uh, instead of having to get up and rush uh, to get to work. Um, it's, it's really, really counting as a whole, as simple as that is. Right. I totally agree. That is so important to have the flexibility now that we can do that so easily to allow it to be done. I mean, I work from home. You work from Virginia. I mean, I work from Arizona. You work from Virginia for crying out loud. Um, and we are a very productive team. You know, Chris works from his home office. You know, we're looking at having a, um, a physical office within this year, but at the same time, we work very well. It depends on, you know, an I think because I'm so, I feel so valued and uh, that I, I, when I'm in my home office, I'm working, I'm getting my things done because I do know that I get the time off at night and my weekends. I do know that, you know, so when, when I'm in it, I'm all in it because I know I'm knowing at six o'clock or five o'clock I'm done. So, um, because I'm valued, I value that back. And I, and then I don't see there's any reason, any, any uh, difficulties that we have had working remotely like we do. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy being able to be in my home, um, being in my home office when I can. I do get out in the field a lot also, but it's like even when I was in Washington, you know, on the days that when I wasn't speaking, I was like all Friday morning, I was able to work because I already had that ability. So it wasn't like I skipped a beat at all. It was really uh, to me, that's I don't know. That's I think it makes people more productive. I, I, I completely agree as well. I do think, uh, and I don't want to make this a uh, work from home podcast. So, uh, <laughs> but I do acknowledge, I do want to acknowledge that it does, that there are, there are problems with work because it's then, okay, is the employee as committed to a place that they are not going every day when they can be at home? Um, and I think another way to solve that is by focusing on employee well-being. That's by making sure um, you give employee recognition. Um, this is something that combats that problem, but is also focusing on their well-being. It's simply just giving praise to employees. It's saying it's knowing that they are recognized for the work that they do uh, and that they are valued for, for their contribution. I agree. And that is a very important thing. People do want to know that they matter and the contributions that they're making matter. They And recognition is one of the best ways to do that. Um, you can do that for so many different reasons. It's so easy to notice what's not going right and what we want to change and we want to fix and you know the, the failures or the difficulties in business. But at the same time, 
we're going to get more of what we're focusing on. So if we look at the things that are going right and we rally behind that, and how do we duplicate that? And how do we learn from each other to create more of that? Uh, I think that's where recognition comes in. So it's not always just getting the award. It could be, hey, you're you're really stellar on this. Do you mind giving us a little mini training on your mindset around that? Or, um, you know, so-and-so is a newer person. You're, you're just having your, this position down. Would you mind partnering with them and helping them get up to speed? There's lots of different ways to say, I recognize you. I recognize that you are doing, you know, you're exemplary. You're, show, you're showing up the way we want. Uh, there's so many ways to do that. And I think we, I think there needs to be more of that. And you'll, you'll find that in a healthy work environment, you know, a company that's very healthy in their, the way that they treat their employees, you'll find that they have a really great system for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that's something that we can be proactive in, even from the get-go, even before the person has been hired. I think when you're interviewing employees, if you point out clear opportunities for growth. So this position, let's say you're applying for position X. Position X typically serves here for a year and a half, two years, and then they get promoted to position Y. And then that usually leads off to this, this, or this. And so it's from the get-go letting them know, hey, here's the expectations for this role, and here's the opportunities that available to you. And so that way, the employee isn't just viewing this job as a way to build their resume, but they are seeing ways that, okay, this, this company cares for me. Here's the intended plan for me. And if I buy in, here's what I'm going to get out of it. Uh, and so it also, just for the employee perspective, that just saves you so much stress. Uh, applying for jobs is hard. Yes. Uh, so to know that as long as I am reaching your expectations, that's all I have to do, that within two years, I will be at this other position or at this salary or more time off, um, that just provides so much relief to the employee. Right. And it goes right back to feeling like they they matter and that they're connected exactly. to something bigger than themselves. So, yeah, if you want that retention, I think, uh, you know, employee well-being is should be high up on the list of things to pay attention to so that uh, they're not looking to go anywhere else that, that they would feel, you know, and if even somebody came after them, you yeah. know, headhunters came after them, they're, yeah, I'm actually good here. I feel really valued here and yeah, I'm not, I'm not even interested, you know, like there's a lot more than just money. You know, so some, you know, there's, it's hard to find a place where you really feel like you matter and that you're connected and and you're important there. So when you do that, it's, it's, you're going to see a big increase on your retention rates. Yeah. And this is something where I feel like the last two weeks was something that you could kind of do. Um, so with our knowing your, your mission, your, and your vision, but knowing those, that was something that you could do in the moment of a, a time of crisis. You could remind yourself, okay, we are, this is who we are and how are we going to move forward for active problem solving. You know, active problem solving is always active, but you can also do that in the immediate, in the middle of a windstorm. I feel like with employee well-being, this is just the whole life cycle. This is not something, this is planning ahead. This is preparation. Um, and so this isn't, if you are doing this reactionary, you've, your employees already don't feel like their well-being has been cared for. Um, so it's something that they can do constantly. And so in some regards, that's probably somewhat overwhelming to think, okay, I always going to be finding ways to improve in this area. But in other regards, it's okay, this is something I can do one step at a time. I don't need to, maybe if you're listening to this and thinking, okay, maybe I'm not taking the best care of my employees or I'm not maximizing certain elements. Instead of saying, okay, I've got to suddenly change to work from home. I've got to clean up the place, get uh, get new coffee pots. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can do those things one step at a time. And I, I'm thinking even in our preparation, we talked about healthy 
healthy food options. So whenever I think of food at work, I'm always thinking of the big businesses in Silicon Valley who have restaurants uh, in their in their offices to help their employees. But honestly, it's just simply the the office that provides lunch every other Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. And instead of instead of just eating Chick Fil A, you know, you're having your healthier salad options. You're having Chipotle, those types of things. And so, all that is doing is it, it's something you're already doing. It's running a healthier option. And hopefully, what that's doing is for some for some employees, it's continuing what they eat, and for others, maybe new for them. Uh, And for them to have exposure to healthy foods. Now, I'm not saying they're having lettuce for the first time, but it may may not be a part of their normal diet. Uh, And so in order to expose them to those things, just increases their chances that they're more likely to do that outside of work. Um, And so it's just simple tweaks like that um, that show your overall care for the employee and their their overall importance. Right. And what you were saying, too, when you're looking at resilience, that we were the overall theme for these several weeks are is resilience, resilience in the workplace. And if you have like, you know, is going to come, you know, that that curveball is going to come, you know, that every business has moments where it's difficult, difficulty arises, uh, fear, you know, stuff happens. How resilient is your business? Right. And you can lean on the vision and mission to pull it back together. You can lean on the active problem solving. Can you lean on your employees? Can you lean on them and know they're not going to abandon ship because you haven't cared about their well-being, that they don't feel like they matter, that they're connected, that they're not well, that there's all kinds of other things, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to go get to this other company because I was already kind of shopping around. You know, do you have a group of people that are there for the long haul, that are there to see it, see you through thick and thin, because they they value the work there. They value being a part of that team because they are valued. So yeah, you you resilience, the thing about that, like we said in the very first week, it's you pre-create your resilience. You don't create it when you need it, because then it's, you're too late. You need to work on those things now. And if they are just little baby steps, maybe you can't, maybe you're like listening to us today going, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. It, just take the babies, just start with something. I mean, they're going to see that you're you're shifting into that, to caring, to showing that you care, that they matter. And, the, and then as you do that, you build that resilience from within the company, which is, yeah, you're going to need it someday. So you might as well get to start, get to work on it now for sure. Yeah. And it's something where if you're overwhelmed or think I'm doing this, am I, am I doing enough? The best thing to do is just always ask your employees. Um, because even if you ask them and they don't give you the best suggestions, your step still shows your investment in them. Um, and I do think, I, I liked how you talked about um, just kind of checking on the, on the, on the employee and, uh, would they, would they leave you? Uh, and I think one way to look at it is more so just not necessarily is your employee set, but if they get a better offer, would they leave? Uh, because your employee may be great. Your employee may be happy, but if they're offered 10, $15,000 more, uh, are they going to leave or are they happy with where they are? Um, and I think that that commitment, like you talked about that commitment, not only shows a commitment to the workforce, uh, a commitment, and it makes it easier for you. But like we talked, we're talking about, it shows their overall happiness um, because it shows that you are a priority to them. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's all. That's the number one thing that you could be doing is creating that in the workplace. And that comes through that employee well-being. Well, great, Michelle. Um, before we sign off, do you have anything for listeners? Uh, anything, uh, any, any final points? 
No, but I just can't express how important it is to make sure that um, that this is a top priority for the organization. And I love what you said about, you know, reach out to the employees and ask them for their you know feedback on this. What could we be doing to make this them feel more cared for, uh, that this is a great place to work? Like, what are they looking for? What things, you know, maybe what are the negatives here? Just get that honest feedback. And then maybe you could even put together a employee group that works on that together so that you're not you know, as the leaders or whoever isn't the only ones making this stuff happen. But yeah, I I think you get the feedback from them. You start to make these changes if you don't, don't have them going on already. And you create an environment where your staff feels like they are important, that they matter, that they are connected to each other and to the company so that when tough times come, they're they're ready for it. Yeah, I love it. I love that. So we appreciate you for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed our continued conversation on resiliency as next week we'll, we'll continue on the series. I uh, just want to encourage you as you're listening, whether you're on your commute or whether you sit in your office and you're listening, I just want to encourage you to do so with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips, and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.